Southern Soul Livestream is a weekly talk show and music hangout where the hosts learn your name and just might remind you of a favorite relative. We spotlight fascinating people, discuss current events, and pay special attention to lifting up generations. So if you want to know more, learn more, be more, or just be, Southern Soul Livestream is the place for you. Join us every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Just log on, kick back, and experience the eclectic vibe. Check us out at soullivestream.com. How are you doing? Fabulous. My head looks so big on this. I'm like, let me move my camera back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> need y'all all in, all in face. Let me move back. I'm you good. Know, How you doing? <laughs> I am so good. You know, one thing I love about these interviews is talking to people. And the first thing the ladies ask me, they say, well, what's the attire? I said, well, you know, I'm going to be wearing my T-shirt, whatever. They're like, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> what do the women do when they show up? I said, oh, that's a different question. The women right. always show up looking right. So, oh. you know, I understand, but you look beautiful and awesome tonight. So yeah. you are ready. But, man, people be hard. They want to make sure that they know. <laughs> so, what's up? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I was trying. You're absolutely right. I was like, I don't know what to you can only really see, I guess we've been uh, practicing all year for the waist up anyway. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm always ready. Glad to be here. <laughs> waist well, up. I, I'm so awesome you here because I don't know. I feel like it's been six months ago when you first showed up on Southern Soul. And when you did, I remember, you know, I saw you come and I saw you left and you were quiet. You really didn't say much. And then, you know, I was looking at the data and I kind of saw you. I was like, I wonder who that is. So then I stumbled across some of your videos and I'm like, man. It's something about the way this person covers this information. I don't know. I feel like you got the voice. You got the look. I mean, have people told you that, that you kind of have a gift for breaking it down? I mean, because it seems like yeah. you enjoy being in front of the camera. What's the story there? I'm starting to. Um, it's taken me a really long time, and I appreciate the sentiments because it has been a long time getting to the point where I actually set up a camera and speak. Cause you know that you do this and you talk to people, but then when you have to like watch yourself again or to deliver information and you hope it's okay, it mm-hmm. always feels different. Like you, you do it when you're not, you know, nobody's watching. It looks a little different, but when you're actually setting up and recording back and like playback, it's, it's just different. So this is new, actually the, the whole camera and the videos that you've been seeing started in July of this year so wow very new very very new very (laughs) natural i was looking at some of your therapy thursday videos they had Mm -hmm. me laughing and and i won't be a spoiler but we're gonna let y'all know about therapy thursdays later and pops i know you're on mute to me keep it on mute but therapy thursdays i'm telling you y'all mark my word y'all going to hear more about that but let's just jump into it because i know we got a lot going on tonight Dr. Clarissa Jackson, tell us, you know, I wanted to interview you, but, you know, I'm not going to do the bio, but tell us about you. Tell us about your background. You got multiple degrees and certification. Tell us about you, your origin story, what you do, and have you always know, knew that you're going to do what you do now? Great question. And so it, it's, if you remember my name, Cher, Lisa, uh, mm-hmm. for anyone that's out there, if you have to look it up, it's like Sunny and Cher and then Lisa together. It's probably the best way to remember it. Uh, but yes, you're absolutely right. I have absolutely not ever known what I was going to be when I you know, started college. I think it was from the idea of what parents tell you to do. 
because I was definitely going to do arts and music and writing. And that was it. And my mom's like, um, you probably need something to fall back on. And so when I finally went and decided that I liked learning because I was that person in school and didn't know it's not nurtured back then. Like it was, you know, it is now, I guess is probably the issue. So, uh, at the time, I didn't have a clue what I was going to do. I just knew I was going. And so when I went, um, I took a psychology class at the tail end of the bachelor's program and liked psychology. But when I got done, I thought I could do something with just a bachelor's in psychology and a rude awakening. No, you cannot. You have to keep going. Gotta keep going. Yep. I had to keep going. So got a master's in counseling uh, and then got licensed. Well, I just recently ended up getting free of the license struggle, but that's a whole 10 year path you don't know about up front. So in between having counseling as a master's, I also wanted to do something with sexual health, but had no idea how to do that with a, a counseling you know, position. So I ended up getting um, another master's in public health and then got certified as a health education specialist. And so the PhD is attached to health education and promotion. And so that, that makes degree number four. And so I finally got licensed uh, as a counselor and now I own a practice, I'm solo running it, and that is now what I'm doing, but at the time, none of that was in the plan, and so if someone had told me in the beginning, oh yeah, by the time that you continue and move forward, it's going to take you somewhere between like 10 to 15 years to be done, I probably would have said no, because now you understand there's a different path to go, but at the time, it just, that was it, so origin story of education that's where it was coming from. But I always knew I wanted to do helping uh, for counseling, talking to people, talking things through. I didn't know it was called a counselor at the time, but I knew that I wanted to help people. I think most people say that. But then I also understood that I wanted to do something sexual health. So when I moved to Atlanta, which was in 2014, that's everywhere here. Everything is grant funded for sexual health. So I knew now, ooh, I can do this really great. Worked for the county, met some great friends doing that, and then just kept going from there. So career origin story, who I was, super loaded question, but that good nutshell. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that because, you know, I, I tend to find what I call what I consider fascinating people. And what really I picked up when I began to watch and absorb you, I said, you know what? I can really see her within her passion. They say, you know, when you're not just working, but you're doing what you love, right? And I, I really saw that. And I knew that because you cover topics that some people are afraid to cover. And as I began to see you, I said, you know what? As we begin to step into this complicated topic of the consequences of love and relationships, I said, you know what? Dr. Cher, Lisa, is no, definitely the is definitely the person that would cover it, right? So let's just get started in one of the topics. Tell us about friends and benefits, right? Can men and women really be friends? If so, what happens when things fall apart? Because you know, I hear all the time like, oh, that's my same sex friends and some people okay, some people not okay. I, I don't know if it's possible. Tell us your perspective. Very good question. Actually, at some point, and just to throw this out there, I haven't met anybody that has actually been friends and they haven't at least been attracted in some way, whether that was mentally, emotionally, physically, something where it eventually became some sort of attraction. Now, I can't say that that's the way it is for everybody. I know we may have all heard about uh, when Harry met Sally, or maybe that is not everybody's understanding, but I know that they covered that in that movie too. And the problem was that 
he was saying, you know, sex always gets in the way. Eventually I may or may not actually be attracted to you, but it won't matter because you are, you've got what I want, you know? So even if I'm not looking for that within you, if you position me to want it, I may, you know, with women, it's like, okay, well, may or may not, depending on how I feel about you. But for men, at least his perspective, Billy Crystal, you know, in the movie, he was saying that that, that's going to be in the way. And so she's like, well, even if you're not attracted and he's like, yeah, it doesn't matter because at some point I'm going to eventually see this as an opportunity. And so the same thing that, you know, we, we like to think we are in control of those situations. And it's only when we feel as women that we can control it. Now, if I am in a situation where I don't know whether or not I can control it, I can't enter into it and say, I can be your friend because I don't know, you know, some people say that they want to be friends with benefits and then they find out that they really like somebody. They're just not upfront about it. And in all experiences of the women that I've spoken to that actually try to do friends with benefits, they end up catching feelings on the back end because they probably already had them brewing in the beginning. So I, I think honesty is mm. probably the best thing. Communicate from the beginning and be flat out honest about what you actually want within somebody you're talking to. Because if you aren't honest and you actually want a relationship and then you start to develop feelings for your friend because you want a relationship, that's very likely to happen. So if you really aren't looking and you have opposite sex friends, it's okay. But it's one of those things where most people who are friends still, and they are of opposite sex nature, they probably have already ventured into that area and they just stayed friends if it happened to be um, some sort of cohesion. But it's very rare that they've not ventured into some sort of attraction. I haven't seen it a lot of the time. It's not that it can't happen, but it's super rare. Wow, brothers. Yeah. I'm gonna let y'all determine what she just said. But I know what she, I heard what she just said. And I'm just going to leave that one right there. Thank you for yeah. your response. Now, another topic I've seen that tends to kind of get people, you know, let's say confused or pondering a little bit, this whole thing of compatibility versus mm -hmm. chemistry. I mean, why does it matter? What is compatibility? What is chemistry? And one thing I love about these questions, it's not just for dating. It's for marriages. It's for any of these relationships, right? But break it down for us, Dot. What is this compatibility and chemistry and why does it even matter? Very good question. So it's loaded. So I'll try and condense it for you. So can chemistry really your vibe? How you're feeling with each other? People get attracted to the newness. People love chemistry. I mean, that's the one thing that you're usually looking for is how well does my energy play with this person? Do I like them? Am I vibing with them? Do I feel that? And it's extremely important because you actually, at some point, we'll need to check back in to feeling okay. And so if you go into a whole compatible lane, you usually see marriages like that or relationships where they've been together for a very long time and then things get stale. If you don't start out with a chemistry of maybe being friends and understanding this person as a friend, rather than jumping from like strangers to love, which is what a lot of people do. We've, we've all kind of been trained that way anyways, that you find somebody and you fall in love, but you skip the friendship step. And when you skip that friendship step, you miss a lot of the compatibility stuff and you go straight into just chemistry. And so then when it comes down to you needing to have some sort of chemistry uh, and compatibility, you have skipped that spot for you to actually now recover when the newness wears off. And so the compatibility part is how well do we actually, for the long term, can we stay? 
You know, is there something that we have done? Have we built it? Have we found something in common? Do we actually work on a long-term scale? And if I don't have anything with you in common or any way to build with you for the future, I'm only looking at the present of why we, you know, match energy. Then when we start to, to increase with the months down the line, we're going to have problems because I'm not even going to have the compatibility with you enough to do conflict resolution. I'm all, I'm going to be all in your face when we're good, but that when it's bad, it's bad moment usually happens when people don't know how to get out of it because they only have what we're working with energy chemistry wise. And so if you don't really have the compatible like nature in the, in the forefront and looking ahead, you, you just don't have a whole lot of uh, success. So the people that come to me, they have either looked for all compatibility and they're like, oh, we got all these things in common. We're great. We're, you know, we look good on paper, but the chemistry isn't there to maybe in the bedroom, emotionally, spiritually, all of that. Or they're attracted to the newness. They got all these butterflies, but they're skipping all the red flags, all the stuff that would actually say whether or not we need to be together. And so if you get both, it's great. Rare doesn't need to happen, but the likelihood of less pressure is a lot better if you have both. Yeah. Wow. So I just. My hearing is not working for me right now. I'm going to take this off. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I love it, right? Because the way you broke it down, I'm thinking like, oh, maybe that chemistry thing is almost like the crush you know the part that you know that gets us excited right mm -hmm. but the compatibility that's the long-term stuff that's when you can we pay bills together you know can we make a decision you know can we as i tell people plan a life together yeah. i love what you said because the crush or the chemistry is important but also the long term, such as can you even get along to make a decision is also important. And ideally, you want both. And it seems yeah. out, would you say you don't, if you had a choice, you shouldn't sacrifice one versus the other. You should right. look for both is what I'm hearing. Right. Yeah. Because the chemistry itself is when you think like, OK, well, we're thinking alike. And when usually you've got to think together. So when you get involved in a relationship, the goal is to think together. It's not to be on the same page all the time and think alike. You gotta be a unit and the compatibility gets you to be a unit. The chemistry gets you to think alike and you start bonding and building like that. But you gotta be able to think together and people don't know how to think together if they skip being able to be compatible. So it's, yeah, absolutely what you're saying. <laughs> wow. So let's talk about the culture, the community, right? Gotcha. I love black culture i love black community i tell people when i see people i just don't see people i see the culture i see their experience i see their swag i see the you know the thing but tell me this when it comes to relationships what are some you know as a doctor who sees you know patients and talk to many people about many of the life challenges what are some nuances that you see in the black culture do you consider there's any relationship topics that the black culture is experiencing disproportionately to other cultures? Tell me, Doc, yeah. what do you see? Absolutely. That's a fantastic question. And being in Atlanta now, I'm able to see it a lot better because the one thing that most people usually complain about is the dating choices. If you don't actually have the options, I can't speak for the men on that end, but I do know for the females, it's always limited in, in mindset is that, you know, somebody's incarcerated, someone's sexuality doesn't agree with whatever, you know, somebody wants, or there's someone who's managing both relationships of, you know, or maybe multiple relationships and they're not maybe being honest about it. And so the one thing that uh, came up in the research that I was doing with my dissertation is that most of the, of course, 
African-American females, African-American people are disproportionately affected by all things sex. And basically the whole planet uh, experiences everything disproportionately. But when we're talking about sex specifically, there is a whole lot of STDs, STIs that affect all of us. Now for females, um, specifically when it comes to why we are not protecting ourselves, most of the research was coming up that condoms look suspicious, condoms break the mood, people aren't interested in doing that because they want to build trust. And so when you take away protection, it's like a means of building trust. And so if I feel as though this is going to make our bond stronger, I'm going to actually remove the condom. And if I have to put it on and we can all attest to at some point feeling uncomfortable to actually then go into condoms after you have not been wearing condoms. And I think that's the part that in this research, it was explaining that many, many women are in this space of, if I gotta do whatever to keep this person, I'm going to. And then Love and Hip Hop, Atlanta, you know, shows all of the stuff that, that we see now is this big boisterous idea that protection is not needed, have as many partners as you want, cheating wise, not like, hey, I'm in an open relationship, we have an agreement, but genuinely like, I'm gonna do whatever I want, and because there are so many options, if you don't play along, I got several other people in my contact list. And so what I do see is that women are now making it a, bit, a very big point to not get their needs met just to have somebody. And so right now, that's this hard because if you end up in a space where there isn't a whole lot of options or they find out in a space where you're not in a southern place where there's more options, then you get a shorter end of the stick. And so the research is, is pulling up all the time that even though we are disproportionately affected, we don't have as many resources to fix it, which is the most frustrating part because we're grant funded a lot of stuff in Atlanta to fix stuff. But for some reason, these issues still exist. And, and you can all say, well, OK, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. But when we keep hearing reports of, oh, OK, black women go to a hospital and their you know, degree of pain is supposed to be higher just because they're black or you know, something like that. I'm like, this is what we're talking about. You can't even go to a doctor and feel like you can trust someone. You don't talk to your partners because you don't know how. And then if we don't have literacy enough, there's all these different things that affect us talking to each other. The stigma is still there. It worked really well when we had like the wrap it up campaign and you had people that like had our faces celebrity wise advocating. But now the celebrities are pushing a different agenda, which we all are still paying attention to. Very impersonable, impressionable, and we don't realize how much. And so a lot of the time that is affecting even adults, not just kids. I think we like to think it's just kids. It affects us too and everything that we do and everything that we feel. And so disproportionately, relationship-wise, sex-wise, and even self-esteem-wise, we don't have a strong connection to stuff. So I think that that's the biggest thing I do see, uh, at least culturally in Atlanta or Southern-based states, yeah. Well, you know, the, the way you mentioned that, I, I've never looked at it through that perspective. And I don't wanna say it's clinical, but it's maybe let's say data-driven, right? And the data can definitely show how we're disproportionate, affected by certain things, and I like how you connected it to the emotional part that can also contribute to the trust building and the other things that are building that makes it even worse. So we have three breakout rooms coming up and I'm going to ask you one question just to kind of get the people talking about what they're going to go into the breakout rooms. Let's start with the emotional health and esteem. For example, when you're feeling down and sad, and this is a question that actually came from someone in the audience. If you're feeling down and sad and you're feeling like you need attention, right? You know, to <laughs> fill this void. Is it okay that a person should 
go on a date just to be pampered? Or do you suggest they maybe should be alone with themselves, right? In short, is it okay to use a man or a guy or a person to fill that void, that emptiness of that loneliness? What are your thoughts there? I wouldn't. I know that we practice that and we say that and, you know, best way to get over somebody is get under somebody else. I've heard that a thousand times. And unfortunately, I mean, all you're doing is creating a bigger wound. You may be creating a different wound, but you're not healing the one that's hurting. And so the minute that I pile someone else on top of my hurt and I don't work to filter through it or heal that, then it just makes it a bigger problem for the person I'm currently getting over. And if this next person doesn't work, now I got to heal over two people. Plus, I got to worry about the insecurities and the trust and the things that come from me feeling like neglected, abandoned, whatever, all because I didn't take the time to heal. And so when you are in a space where you need to heal, it doesn't mean it needs to take years. It doesn't mean you need to strip everybody out. It doesn't mean like abstinence upon abstinence. It just means for a second, reevaluate yourself. You could be the toxic one. You could be the person who needs some, you know, attention. It could be you. And so sometimes we don't pay attention to that. We're like, oh, well, you lost a good one. I'm the catch. Argue though all the time because at some point we've all been the toxic one because we didn't realize we were enabling certain things, we were creating spaces for others. And so it's very important that you actually take the time. So if you do need to take that time, it doesn't mean that you can't date while you're hurting or date while you're healing, but you do need to be able to say, I am emotionally available. So if I can't see the person be with somebody else that I recently left, I'm not over you yet. I should be able to hear that you're dating someone else and not stalk your pages and not be upset. Like if I can't get to that yet, I'm not over you, which means I need to filter you out. And if I have not that step yet, the next person is going to get all this stuff charged to their account that they did not rack up on the bill. And I'm going to make you have to stick with that and pay it off because you're with me now and all my demons. And so I'm very, you know, a big advocate of heal first before you move forward, but you don't have to heal all of it because trauma's always like you're going to be constantly dealing with that. It's evolving, but just the pieces that are required for a healthy relationship, I would make sure that you're good and emotionally available first. Yeah. I love it. You could be the toxic one. I'm going to have to use that. You may want to put a patent on that, a trademark, something like that, because you could be the toxic one. I love it. Not saying you are, but you could. Okay, let's talk about a romantic life skills. And that's a term that I created. As I begin to observe people in relationships, I discover that sometimes no different than other things, being introverted, extroverted, or good at certain things, there are some life skills needed or required for romantic or healthy relationships. And like you said, you could be the toxic one or you could be the one without the life skills. So what are some romantic or relationship life skills that you find to be core and important? Hmm. Another really great question that I wish were taught in K through 12. We spend way too much time understanding about all these different subjects. We don't even know our own history, if we're going to be honest. Like we should be worried about becoming adults and life skill wise. You don't know emotional uh, anything. They don't teach you how to regulate them. They don't teach you how to move forward with understanding them. They don't even teach you how to find yourself. You just have to be 18 and know. And so this reality I keep hearing people say that I see that are like 23, 25. And I remember my own goal of being 23, 25 was you need to have a house. You need to be a millionaire. You need to have 2.5 kids. You're going to have this booming career, all this stuff. But you've only had seven years of practice. You're literally starting at 18. When you leave this point of being like a teen, you now have to figure it out. 
And that usually creates bad relationships, bad sexual decisions, poor money management, all the stuff that you start to uproot and do bad stuff too. And you don't even know that it's going to be damaged because you haven't had any practice. And so the first thing I wish people would do is start younger with knowing emotional health. You know, the, the life skill you need is regulating your emotions and conflict resolution. It would save you a lot of time in a lot of relationships if you had that first. And if you aren't able to regulate your emotions or understand them, then a lot of your decisions with relationships, a lot of your decisions with sex, some of your partners, you can even think about when you've healed past some of your exes that you wouldn't even take back. It's all because you're in a different mental space because you healed and learned and had emotional wellness. And so one of the best life skills I'd say is to understand your emotions and filter through them, regardless of your gender. We only give that skill to women a lot and not every woman knows how to filter them. She's told to just latch on to another person. Leave your parents, leave this, go on to this another person that you're about to marry. You don't know yourself, lose your last name, all your identity is gone. So if you don't know you, you'll just become codependent for your parents and jump to a relationship and it creates this pattern and you don't know where it's coming from. And it's all narratives that you learn from people that drop their stuff on you and tell you, this is the way I did it. This is the way I want to show it to you. And so this is the way that you need to perpetuate it. But then you have generations now that are coming forward like, I don't like that. I don't want to do that. And they feel disrespectful when they're going against the family tradition or the family name or things people been doing. But I think that if we started out knowing our independence and our accountability of ourselves is the most important thing, then we wouldn't need to keep going out in society and grabbing you know, social media comparisons all the time. And this is what everybody else is doing. We would know that's not my journey. That's not my lane. But that stuff's not taught. So we are just so susceptible to picking up everybody else and fitting in with Joneses all the time because we don't have emotional wellness. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm just going to say you could be the toxic one. That's a <laughs> quote be the toxic one. <laughs> from Dr. Jackson. I'm just going to say Dr. Jackson. Okay. One last question and we're going to do some QA and then we're going to start our transition to the breakout room. So, um, so if anyone's having issues with the breakout rooms, we're going to handle that. It's okay. We got time. The DJ's got a 10 minute segment where they're going to rock out as we get settled in our new chairs. So let's talk about grown folks topic. I guess what they call these kinks, you know, I think that's what they call them. Kinks, sex, intimacy. Okay. Let's say that, you know, um, oh man, that's going too much for this one. I ain't going to ask that question. I'm going to leave that with a breakout room. That's going to be too much. Let's switch gears. <laughs> we won't talk about kinks. Sure? We'll leave that for the breakout room. I know you can. <laughs> Tell us about therapy Thursdays. we got two minutes before we go into Q and a, and we're going to have some questions that you guys can ask. Um, Dr. Jackson, before we go to the breakout room, then we're going to start going to the breakout room. Some people, if you don't have a question, you can go to the breakout room sooner. So, but they are open, so you can go now if you want to. But Dr. Jackson, tell us about Therapy Thursday. And I'm just going to speak some of the topics that you cover there. But I want you to let people know, one, how to find you. Make sure we drop your link in there so that they can catch you on Therapy Thursdays. Because I already know you're one of them therapists that is booked. Y'all ever get a, find a therapist y'all like? But she booked me like, mm -mm, I can't take no patience. And, and I'd be feeling some kind of way, right? I'm like, but you don't even know me, you know? And I was actually talking to Dr. Jackson once. I was going to, you know, maybe hire her. She's like, mm -mm, I ain't doing no more patience. Hurt my feelings, but I'm good. And we're going to deal with that later, Dr. Jackson, but I'm okay for right now. Anyway, back to the point. She booked, so y'all can't get her. But what you can do is catch her for free advice and therapy on Therapy Thursdays. Here are the topics she covers. 
self-sabotage, dating to marry, question mark, post-sex, can men commit friends with anxiety? Do men really need space? And lastly, oral sex has power. Dr. Jackson, what <laughs> is therapy Thursdays? Great question. Now, you've already kind of synopsis, uh, given a synopsis of it, and I, I appreciate that because really uh, what you're doing is getting some sort of feedback from me in a very short clip of something. You know, there's probably someone that's asked a question. Maybe it's even been a client concern for a while. Usually someone that's asked like a recent question. And I'm trying to get to the point of answering. Um, haven't gone live yet. I, I think at some point I'd like to do some sort of more positive version of Kevin Samuels, but to do something in in alignment with uh, real-time questions so that we're like kind of what we're doing right now uh, and be able to answer in the moment. But what it is, is just a video, you know, of some sort of topic, like you mentioned, uh, that is probably a little taboo. I want to be that person who does talk about that because I think we do the safe card a lot and that's fine. No knock to anybody who's doing that. However, there's a gap. There's people that you do want to hear talk about it that actually has the credential to talk about it. Because it's not that the topics I'm covering people aren't talking about on the internet, but when you're asking who it is, Google, Wikipedia, friends, like you don't have anyone that's researched it. You don't have anyone who actually can have a backing of studied it, seen clients with it. Like it's very rare. And the people that do, they're in a real small bubble and people know where to find them, but not the masses. And so I want to be one of those people that you can access. It's on YouTube. It's on Instagram. I'm trying to expand it so that people understand that there's someone that's going to probably cover a topic that most people are not. And so, yeah, every Thursday, including today, today was one of those topics. And uh, hopefully, you know, keeps going and maybe we'll stretch even further. I'll claim that for 2022. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And Tamika, if you don't mind finding that link and sharing it, um, uh, I forgot to share it. Or Dr. Jackson, if you don't mind sharing that link to your oh, Instagram, yeah. then that oh, yes. would be great. Let's do um, while she's doing that. We got a, um, four minutes for questions. So if you're listening and you want to speak or type your question into the chat and I'll, you know, speak it for you. Um, put it in the chat or, you know, you can pull yourself off mute and let us know what question do you have for Dr. Jackson. She's going to put her link to where you guys can find her for Therapy Thursdays. But in the meantime, let's do some questions. What do we got? This is always a shy part of the story, right? And it, I mean, of the show, and I love it, but at the same time, it drives me crazy. I love it because I know these people be talking. But then they'd be like, mm. we got AJ Smith. What's up, brother? Thank you for joining us, man. I ain't seen you in 10, 15 years, but thank you. Um, AJ Smith has a question. Do you have tools that are that you're using with your clients outside of your sessions? I don't know if I understand that question. Do you have tools that you're using um, with your clients outside of their sessions. I think I understand that. It seems like in session activity, but then when they leave the office, if they have tools or things you work with them to kind of help them along their process. Yes, so if, if that is, uh, and feel free to elaborate on your question if it's this is not the direct question, but if, yeah, you're, you're asking about in, in uh, session activities, I usually cater the session to where at every end, 
there's some sort of homework, but it's not paper. You're not filling out worksheets off the internet. Like it's very catered to you. So usually there's something where we're finding out your deal breakers, your boundary setting, uh, whether or not you understand what healthy relationships are. There's a lot of different accountability moments, talking about your parents and what they give you, which you didn't receive. You know, are you aware of your attachment patterns? And so a lot of the different tools, it's it's very much so you writing in certain things because, you know, of course, brain to, to hand usually remembers a lot. And so there's a lot of different activities that you can do where it's not journaling in a journal, but you're doing it with me. And so even just for, you know, the sake of your own example, if you wanted a tool, one of the first ones that I do is I start out with asking individuals if they understand their boundaries. Most people don't. A lot of individuals don't know what their boundaries are. And so you're finding out what you don't want. So one of the best parts about knowing yourself is knowing not to go into what you want, because once it shows up, you're going to see all the glitter. It's going to maybe be chemistry and be like, oh, OK, this is great. But the compatibility side would say, I don't want these things. You know, these are the things that I don't want out of a relationship, health and you know, wellness, a job, anything. You have to start with what you don't want so that you understand your boundaries. You understand your deal breakers. You already understand what you're not willing to accept. And then you create positive affirmations from what you don't want to say what you like instead. Because that's a little different when I'm looking for it. I already know I don't want someone who's inconsiderate. I don't want someone who is, you know, jealous or, you know, inconsistent or whatever, rather than saying, I want someone who's going to be this and that, because that's all you'll pay attention to. So when we see all these little memes and stuff running around about red flags, it's all because we don't establish deal breakers and keep them there. We don't keep our foot down, we lift them up because we had sex and it's great. Or we end up having relationships and we want to keep them going because the kids and all this stuff, but you're not happy. So you're leaving in the other room. You're not even there. You're somewhere else imagining the thought of being somewhere else, whether that's at a job, whether it's in your life, doesn't matter. And so you've got to know what your boundaries are. And if you don't know what they are, if this is a brand new conversation of what are boundaries, this would be a good time to start and set them because you can't ask somebody to give you something you don't give yourself. You got to follow through on stuff you ask yourself to follow through on so that you know when another person is being disrespectful to you. You know when another person isn't meeting your needs. And if you keep asking them to fill a void that you don't fill yourself, that's what creates codependency. So a lot of times I start with boundaries. Got to know them before we even start to work together. So yeah, if you are interested in that tool, it starts with that. Start with what you don't want. Make a positive affirmation of what you actually do want instead, and then it's going to be able to create a better goal for you to reach so that you'll know when to find out when to leave a lot faster. Awesome. Awesome. I think that's the world record. We had one question and we're at time. So yeah. another question is um, before we go to breakout and you can guys start going to breakout now, as you know, you should, if you're on a mobile device at the top left corner, you'll see breakout select your room. If you're on a computer, it's going to be down in the footer click on that a window pops up and you can assign yourself to a breakout room we're going to hang out in the main section of the next 10 minutes djs um feel free to go ahead and move to your breakout rooms and that'll be um you guys can go ahead and you know start your um first set um one last question um dr jackson um, and i know you got a hard commit but as much quality time you can give us we will totally appreciate it um the time did you because it seems like you're not live on ig you publish have you published your show for today because um south carolina Rian want to know um you know because he probably won't be in your dm i'm just gonna put that up there right now but um, um what, what time should he expect that video to be posted um it's always at midnight on thursday so it, it posts to, to YouTube. So the channel, it'll, it always sets as a premiere uh, post at a time. 
every every uh, day, every Thursday at midnight. And then on IG, I take the post from there and move it to IG and then just post it in the, the stories or okay. it, I post it on the post and then the stories. Yep. Okay. So if they're up late, they'll catch it tonight. If not, they'll catch it in the morning. It sounds like. Mm, it's already on there. Oh, it's already on there. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So first thing. Okay. Midnight. I always get confused. I, I, I'm from Texas. Oh, we went to do midnight. I don't know what that means, but all right. Hey, what up Dr. Jackson for the people who want a replay of this, it will be published in two weeks. Dr. Jackson, thank you very much. Feel free to say hi to anybody in the breakout rooms. We're going to um, start, um, you know, our 10 minutes of transition. So teams, go ahead and choose your breakout rooms. Once again, I'm going to put it on the screen so you guys can see. Um, if you're on a mobile device, it's going to be the top left corner. If you're um, on a computer, look at your footer and you'll see breakout. Click on that and you can assign and put yourself. If you're struggling, Put it in the chat and we'll um, put you in a breakout room. Just let us know which one, but do not go to that grown folks uh, breakout room. That's the hip hop one. Stay, stay from over there. Dr. Jackson going to be over there. <laughs> Where's Dr. Jackson going to be? Because I got two direct questions that came to me. Let's put it in the hip hop room and she'll let us know how much time she got. Okay. I'll put you in the hip hop room and then I'll send you those questions. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. You know, we're, yes. we're we're trying something new tonight. And OMG, I knew you were a talker, but good Lord, girl. Oof. But anyway, uh, yeah. we love it, though, because you get the going. That's why you got the gift. I'm telling you. And, and, and when you become big time, I'll be like, you know, now now she don't know us, you know, that she was on Southern Soul. Now she, you know, hanging out with Tyler Perry and him. It's going to be me. I'm going to be talking. So I will but, shout you out. I you will never forget out. the grassroots. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you for joining us at Southern Soul Livestream Talk Show. Join us weekly at soullivestream.com. If you're joining us live, we'll take a quick music break and then come back for a discussion with the audience.